0: You're listening to The Homeschool Dropout. I'm your host, Mike Roberts. Let's talk about bridging the gap between homeschool and the professional world. Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of The Homeschool Dropout. It's great to have you tuning in. I hope you're excited. I hope you're on the edge of your seat and full of curiosity you might be wondering what you can possibly get out of a podcast called the homeschool dropout especially if you're here to get some encouragement and ideas about homeschooling and do some brainstorming collectively i promise we'll get into it it'll all make sense and i think with just a little bit of context everything will fall into place really well before we get into that i want to give a rough outline of what we'll be covering in today's episode so you as a listener can navigate the topics with me and hopefully don't get too lost as I as I move through the arc of the episode. So first, I wanted to share a little bit about how I stumbled on this idea, the idea of the podcast and the value I hope to provide through it. And then afterwards, I'll share more details about my personal journey, navigating homeschooling and how I myself have transitioned into the professional world, and the challenges that came with that, the gaps that I encountered, and how I worked to close those gaps from a homeschooling background. So those are the main two parts of this particular episode, the pilot episode. I think they'll do a good job just framing all the following episodes as we dig into the meat of homeschooling, and especially the individual experience that homeschooling really provides to each person. So with that said, we'll just dig right into it. I was homeschooled about 20 years ago through the late 90s and the 2000s. I ended up going to college and pursuing a degree in engineering. I was fortunate to take a job at a pretty large company as an engineer. And this past year in 2022, I completed my master's studies also in engineering. So I I really enjoy my profession and I enjoy the experiences I've had and the skills I've been able to develop and get paid for. I really love, I I love being able to develop skills and work on things that I'm interested in and then be compensated for it. Uh, It's just a really fulfilling experience. So this past year, I've reflected on my educational path and where it's led me. And I realized that the world at large does not know where we ended up. And by we, I mean the homeschooled. Those of us who were homeschooled about 20 years ago, we didn't receive a form of public education. And has anyone really sat down and followed up with us? Are we okay? Are we super weird? Are we socially awkward? Are we maladjusted? You know, so we have those aspects, but even, I guess, more personal questions like, do we have regrets about being homeschooled? Do we wish things were different? And then kind of broadening that, are we contributing to our communities And what were the challenges we faced as we moved from learning at home in kind of this alternative manner and then entering our communities as adults? So I started mulling over these questions and realized that no one had followed up with me. No one had followed up with us. So having been homeschooled, I know a lot of people that were homeschooled and I know where we are and I know that there's stories to be told. There's real experiences out there. And I look at my peers that were homeschooled, and I can see that we are actually pretty well integrated into our communities. Many of us were successful in transitioning from homeschooling into the real world. And we fill all sorts of roles, where your co-workers, your neighbors, your hairdressers, therapists, I know homeschoolers that are event planners, engineers, electricians, personal trainers, administrators, and on and on and on. And I realized that we were really contributing well to our communities, and I I didn't know if anyone had asked us these questions about our experience. So that is really where the value of this podcast lies. Let's give a voice to the stories out there of homeschoolers that made it. They're impacting their communities, they're leading fulfilling lives, and demonstrating that homeschool is a strong and legitimate and a viable educational path. So, who's this podcast for if you're thinking about homeschooling and just haven't started for some reason this podcast is for you if you have a few years under your belt or you're a longtime veteran and want a couple more ideas or are curious where people have ended up this podcast is for you if you're a husband to a homeschooling wife or have children that are being homeschooled this podcast is for you even if you're a concerned relative a neighbor a youth leader or anyone else that just isn't sure about homeschooling, and and maybe for pretty good reasons, and and are worried about the impacts it has on kids, you can get a lot out of this podcast. And I even wanna kind of direct towards those who are nearing the end of high school and aren't sure how to transition into college and the professional world, or if homeschooling can really set you up for a good career, this podcast is for you. So that's what you can expect from the shows, I reach out and I'm going to bring on exceptional guests that have unique perspectives that were homeschooled and they have these experiences related to homeschooling and how they left their younger years and went into the professional world and made their own difference. I'll bring on some veteran homeschoolers, you know, those parents that were homeschooling in the 90s and the 80s and their experience and what it was like for them and some of their insights and perspectives. And I'm also going to reach out and bring on some education specialists that can share about different programs, different ideas, different curriculums that can help supplement your homeschooling style. But really, most of all, I just want to show that it can be done, that homeschooling can be successful, and you can go on to live really fulfilling lives, all with being homeschooled and kind of carrying that experience with you to give you a neat perspective In your professional space, whatever that looks like for you. That is the objective of the podcast. That's the value of the podcast and what you can really look forward to every week as I release new episodes and bring on new guests and we dig into these meaty, difficult, raw experiences about homeschooling. So, with that said, we'll kind of move into the second portion of this episode and I'll share my experience. And I'll try not to go too far back in my education. I do want to share how I have navigated my educational path and what that looks like for me now as I'm working as a professional. So in my family, not everyone was homeschooled. As the 7th of 10 kids, my siblings and I were raised differently as my parents made efforts to improve their parenting. They made the choice to homeschool shortly before I was born, so my older siblings had a very different education than us younger kids. Some of my earliest memories are actually just sitting and listening. I, I have strong memories of sitting down and listening to my siblings read. Reading was always a really big part of our family culture, and both of my parents are aggressive readers. I have I can see in my mind's eye stacks of books on both of their end tables as they we're just pouring through things and trying to learn on their own. My parents felt it was important that we had friends, so everyone went to kindergarten. I don't remember much about my kindergarten experience except for recess, parent-teacher conferences. I I do remember distinctly messing up one time on alphabetical order, and I, I was very embarrassed in front of the whole class, and now whenever I, I'm doing something in alphabetical order, I still reflect on that. So kind of funny, the things that our brain decides to remember. After kindergarten, I came home, and I, I don't have a ton of memories here. I think one byproduct of being homeschooled is you don't have strong demarcations of your education. Like I have kindergarten and then this, this chunk of being at home. I remember doing chores, playing with my cousins. I had cousins that lived really close, and so we were always spending time with them. I played with friends in the neighborhood, and that, that was growing up. That's what I remember about those years. I remember I liked drawing a lot. I made these patterns incessantly on just pieces of paper. I also remember this game we had called Geo Safari. I spent hours doing the different puzzles and games. I learned geography really well through Geo Safari. Maybe some of you '90s kids can also remember this. It was really fun. I loved Geo Safari. So that was live for a couple years. I don't remember a lot of structure, I just remember being at home and being a kid. My mom noticed that I struggled making friends, and really this is something I've struggled with throughout my adolescence. And I think it's something that my siblings didn't struggle with as much. I was really painfully shy as a kid and very self-conscious. So my parents decided to put me into third grade to help me make friends. I had a really great time. I had some elementary school crushes. I learned to play the recorder, so I had that shared memory with a lot of other 90s kids. I had a hard time remembering the difference between a vowel and a consonant. I remember that really tripped me up for a while, but it was a really great time. I loved being in school, and I made some friends that eventually turned into lifelong friends. I still talk to some of my friends from third grade. So after third grade, I came back home, I spent the next four years at home, and again, it's just a, like this blob of time. I don't know what I was doing in fifth grade. I don't know what I was doing in sixth grade. But I do recall starting to go through different homeschooling philosophies. My mom would take us to these homeschool conventions, and I thought they were for us growing up, the kids, because they would have classes for kids and different events and programs. But reflecting on it now, I realized that my mom was just trying to get support and help. Back then, there wasn't social media, there wasn't these this ability to connect with homeschoolers, and I'm sure it was very isolating. And so she was just doing everything she could to learn about different philosophies and curriculum. And the result of this was many different structures as my parents tried to implement what they were learning. And so every year was slightly different. I, I remember we, we would try our program, and then the next year we weren't doing it anymore. And th- that was those years. Everyone was kind of figuring it out together. There were some things that were consistent, though. I remember we would do devotional once a day where we'd cover vocabulary, history, scriptures. Scriptures were a big part of homeschool, and we'd spend a lot of time on character development. Th- that was a big focus of homeschool, and we would, we would go over statements about how to be a good person and, and coming face-to-face with greatness and these really great characters from history and and we were taught that we should develop into these type of people. During devotional, my mom would always share something that she was learning. Uh, I think this was meant to inspire us to learn because we could see that our mom was learning independently from us and she was also trying to educate herself. I used a daily journal where I would track everything that I did that day. I'd write down something that I learned and at the end of the week, we'd review it and make sure we were making progress. We were also very into goals. I remember crying over not being sure how to make goals. It was really challenging for me at that age. But we made goals and my parents tried really hard to keep us accountable. I don't think they were always successful. I remember some weeks getting away with not doing our accounting because there was so much going on and so things would just slip through the cracks. But they really tried to be consistent, and I knew it was something that was going to be addressed at some point, this accounting of, okay, what did you learn? What were your goals? What progress did you make? And I want to emphasize again, in these years, I read a lot. I remember devouring books and even being banned from reading easier books, where I was getting through these easier books too quickly, and so I was told I either had to read harder books or work on something else. So I spent a lot of time on hobbies as well, and other interests. We went on so many field trips during this time. We homeschooled with my cousins who lived nearby, and there were also some other homeschooling families that we'd meet up with. We were always spending time with them. We would learn about something at home and go out and see it, like see it in real life, and I loved that. The geology, the natural history, the the paleontology, we would do so much. Just about like earth sciences, and that was really fun. I remember um, homeschool was just part of being alive and exploring the world and learning from the world, and I loved that methodology. It was also around this time that we were introduced to Thomas Jefferson Education, or TJ Ed. I don't want to go into too much detail in this episode about TJEd, but I do want to say that once we implemented TJ Ed, it was a really good approach for me. It was a framework and a philosophy that worked really well. I was able to be a kid and learn at the same time. And once we landed on TJ Ed, I think we just kind of anchored in on that and then applied its principles. So that was the early years. That was, that was growing up and I was just being a kid and being homeschooled. Once I entered seventh grade, there was a charter school that opened up in a nearby town. We all went full time. We gave it a good effort. It turned out to be not what we expected. It was a very rough start, the schools knew, they had a hard time implementing a lot of the practices and philosophies that they had promised. And so it didn't work out very well, Uh, but it was was fun for me to be in school. I enjoyed kind of the energy of school and being around classmates and making friends, and, and that was really fun. In eighth and ninth grade, we did kind of a mixture of charter school, commonwealth groups, homeschool, We did a little bit of everything based on needs, interests, and I'm sure logistics played a big role here where the family was really large, what makes sense, what can we feasibly do? And so we picked and chose whatever classes worked best from whatever group it came from. In 10th grade, I decided to go to the local high school full-time. I really loved it. I made a lot of friends those years. I played on the basketball team, I had a ton of fun. And it was in these moments where I had to start making some decisions. So I met with the school counselor to sketch out my plan, my graduation plan, since I didn't have very many credits. I had no recognized credits from the system. So going over things, we decided I would not aim for graduation and instead would just focus on AP classes, and make sure that whatever class I took, I did well in it, that I got good grades. In addition to that, I'd work hard on standardized tests. So that was, that was the approach, that was the strategy. And outside of that, I just had fun. I made tons of friends. I took the classes that I wanted, and I worked hard in them. I remember my AP Bio class. I absolutely loved that class. I loved all of the content. I read the whole textbook. And that was so much fun being in AP Bio. It was also in 10th grade where I got my breakthrough in math. I struggled learning math at home. But in public school, I had an incredible math teacher. She was really passionate. She taught very well. Algebra finally started to make sense. And I think what worked really well for me is I had accountability. I knew that I would have to master the material and then prove at some future date that I had mastered it. So that accountability worked really well for me in learning the STEM subjects. So moving into 11th grade, it was really more of the same. I took more AP classes. I focused on STEM because I knew I had a lot of natural interest there. I started taking the ACT. I scored well my first time, but I wanted better scores. So I took it three times. I really wanted to go out of state to an Ivy League school. (laughs) That never really materialized. But that was my focus. That's where I wanted to go with my life. And so at home, I would spend time reading the classics, studying history, U.S. government, economics, kind of more the humanities-centered subjects. And then in public school, I was doing STEM and a lot of the hard sciences. What was really nice about this time as well is I had time for my hobbies and my, my passions. And so I spent hours studying the piano. I had a really strong mentor at this time. I had the opportunity to tour the world, playing the piano, and I think my flexibility, my schedule from being part-time, allowed me to develop that talent and that that ability and open doors for myself. In 12th grade, again, part-time, I took some online classes. I actually, in this time, took two physics classes at the same time, because I could see that the online class gave me theory and history about these physicists who were solving problems and being curious about the world. I loved that. And then the public school class, they were doing actual experiments. Like here, here's the idea, let's put it into practice. And I didn't wanna compromise on either one, so I just took both classes. As my senior year progressed, it was becoming clear that we were going to see whether my plan, my sophomore year would actually work out. I had gone with the strategy not to graduate, to focus on AP classes and standardized tests, And then try to get into college, just throw out my applications and see what happens. It all came to a head as I was leaving high school and I didn't have a GED or a diploma. I had no credentials. And that's the crux of this whole podcast. I am a homeschool dropout. I didn't graduate from homeschool. I didn't graduate from high school. I was kind of on this precipice of how do I move into the next stage of my life? And it was really rewarding and fulfilling as I was accepted into college. The strategy worked, and I went to a large private university near my hometown where I got accepted. That was really cool. That was really rewarding to see that I was able to put a plan together, and despite not having these credentials that are viewed as being essential to your progression, your educational progression, your professional progression, I was able to do it. I was able to make that step. So that was high school, that was homeschool, that was growing up, that was being educated in our own fashion, in our own way outside of the system. The transition from homeschool to college wasn't terribly challenging, it wasn't super difficult. My online classes had prepared me really well to use syllabi, I was very used to being a self-driven student. I think that's something that tends to be a natural byproduct of homeschooling where don't have a ton of accountability. And so if you're gonna learn something, you have to be accountable to yourself and you have to be self-driven to learn the material. So in college, while the content, the coursework, the material is fine, there were other challenges in adjusting to college and learning how college works and how it was very different from my homeschool days. One of the biggest gaps I had to learn to cross was just figuring out the system not only the logistics of graduation as far as credits and what are credits, how do you get them, and declaring your major and trying to get accepted into your program and and then fulfilling all the requirements of your program, that system and process was not very familiar to me and it was bumpy trying to figure out how to navigate. I, I had to really dig in and figure out how this all works together. But in addition to just the logistics, I started to discover that in college there was this entire other undercurrent of the professional world that I had had very little exposure to. Aspects like using office hours or talking to professors about your grade and the material. I had no idea you could get a certain score on a test, go talk to your professor, and potentially change that score. You could advocate for yourself networking is big in college, building your resume is big, going to job fairs, learning how to sell yourself. You know, all these features were entirely new to me and I really felt behind compared to some of my peers. These were not things that were emphasized in my homeschooling experience. So while I felt very well prepared academically, I felt fine in that area, I felt very unprepared professionally. I struggled to enter the professional world. One example of this is in my program, in my undergrad, it's highly encouraged and emphasized to get internships during the summer months between school years. And all three years, I just was never able to land an internship. And looking back, it was not because of academic failings. It was because of my inability to understand the system and present myself in a way that was engaging and attractive to prospective employers. They were kind of demoralizing years as I saw my peers receive offers to very prestigious companies and they'd go off and get all these really strong engineering experiences and I felt stuck at home working at the family business, doing odds and ends jobs, just trying to like get through college and pay for it. And I just felt like nothing I was doing was contributing to my career, was helping me progress. So it took a lot of coaching and a lot of practice. I met with a lot of resume builders and and consultants, and through all that practice over the years, I was able to gain a better understanding of the professional world. And fortunately, upon graduation, I was able to secure an offer from a Fortune 500 company. So it was really great, it was really rewarding to finally, at the end, bring it all together. But it took real effort to change, adjust, to network, and this experience has continued into my professional years as I found the process I observed in college to be amplified. Knowing how to advocate for yourself is so important in your professional career. You need to generate a strong reputation. That's that's so critical. Building your resume, you know, delivering value to your employer, knowing what your employer needs, and then delivering it to them. These are all major components to success in the professional space that I didn't feel were well emphasized in homeschool. I just didn't have the exposure and it wasn't something that we focused on. So that's been a gap that I have felt as I've moved from homeschooling into the professional world, but it's a gap that I've been able to close. So it can be done and it is being done successfully. Homeschoolers are gaining an education at home or mixed like I did. I had a very kind of buffet-style education growing up. But I was able to recognize the gaps and close those gaps as I moved into college and began my professional years. So I'm proof that it can be done, that you can go be homeschooled and then go start a really great career for yourself in whatever space that is. I'll be bringing on guests that are proof as well, guests that have their personal experience, their individual experience with homeschooling, and their own gaps that they found, that they identified and closed on their own. So that's the objective of this podcast. To show that while it's not perfect and I I really don't think homeschooling may be for everyone, I want to show that homeschooling works and it can lead to a fulfilling and productive life as fully integrated members of society. As someone that has navigated this transition and that has moved from homeschooling into the professional world, I can speak to some of the challenges that I encountered and some of the gaps that I had to close. Throughout episodes on the show, I'll bring on other homeschoolers. They'll share their ideas and show how they are integrating their communities and making their own difference. There are so many perspectives with homeschooling and approaches. And my goal is to give a very broad, holistic, well rounded view on homeschooling and the difference it makes in individual lives and then further on in communities. So that's it, everyone. That is episode one. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're still excited. I hope you're still curious and that you'll join us next time. Hey, everyone. To make sure you don't miss weekly episodes of the Homeschool Dropout, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcasting platform.